Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place. Like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston, and I'm by myself today. Charlie is not here. I have no clue where he is or when he is coming back. But I am being joined by all of the fine people on both sides of the live group that are hanging out with me right now. So if you want to join that live group, you go to joingml.com as little as six bucks a month, and you can hang out and get your votes in because it's dumb bleep of the week. That is the day of the week where we finally get to count down the dumbest things that we saw this week, things that people said, and we vote on which one was in fact the dumbest. It's a tough job, but someone has to do it. And also, i got to let everyone know as I have over the last couple days, I will not be here next week. I am taking the week off from political news next week. Still going to be working on the trading class at mastermytrades.com, doing all that, doing all that stuff, even though Monday we get the day off anyway. But I'm taking the week off, and I'm actually going to take Twitter off of my phone. I'm not going to look at the news app. I'm not going to look at any of the social media. And so when I come back the following week, it should be pretty interesting. We'll see. It's not like the month off that Dave Rubin takes every year and then he figures out what happened while he was gone. But uh, when I come back, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? A lot can happen in a week. So we'll see. All right, let's get going on these dumb bleeps right here. Number one, we always start off a little bit easy. Always start off easy, something light, something lighthearted before it gets real heavy. We'll be talking about a little bit of the abortion conversation later on, a little bit of the school shooting, of course, later on. But we're going to start off with some cultural issues and then move into a little bit of economic stuff before we do that. Here's Dumbleet number one from the New York Yankees. Each year, here's their tweet, each year, more than 4,100 Latinx, Latinx, I don't know how you're supposed to say it. 4,100 Latinx people die from gun violence in the U.S. and 13,300 are shot and wounded. Now, they received just a little bit, just, just a little bit of pushback on this. I guess I'll just say a couple of things real quick. This is ridiculous, okay? The U.S. is like the only country that does this. This Latin X thing was clearly started by some college educated white people who wanted to impose whatever their social views were on another, on a, on a language that people speak. Just imagine, imagine thinking so highly of yourself that, that you get to the side that literally the basis of someone's language is wrong and that it's actually wrong to use the language as it is, which has gendered words in it and that you're going to change it. Okay. You're going to change it. It's done. And there's other issues like 
you can say, okay, we'll say Latin, Latinx, Latin. So what are you saying? You're saying we can't use gendered language. All right. What about all of the other words that are in the Spanish language? There's more words than just Latino and Latina that, that are gendered. There's quite a few of them. In fact, uh, Costco, someone here in the group that speaks Spanish, uh, go ahead and type me out a, a nice Spanish sentence, but remove all of the gendered language and just replace it with X. Okay. And then let's, how often, by the way, how many words uh, use X? Okay. <laughs> okay. How about something that I could say on the podcast though? <laughs> maybe not uh maybe not that one. I knew we'd get something about Chuck. Because Costco is our professional Chuck hater. But anyway, you guys get the idea. This is not just a word, the word Latinx. This is an entire language that apparently, what, what are you supposed to do? Replace all the, the A's and the O's with X's or you're a uh, misogynist or a transphobe or whatever it is. I have no clue. Okay, I'm not going to be able to say it. I can't do it. I'm just not going to be able to say it. And that's the thing. Daisy said we don't know either. It's not part of the language. You're replacing words with the letter X. It's ridiculous. Okay, we got to stop this. By the way, they've done polls on this. Not the polls all, you know, well, we'll do a poll. And then if people like it, then it's a good thing to do. No, that's not exactly how you would do it either. But here's from CNN. Just 4% of Hispanic or Latino people prefer the term Latinx. A new Gallup poll finds just 4%. Okay. And here's another thing from NBC News. Latinx or Latinx can be counterproductive among Hispanic voters. They actually find that 40% say the term bothers or offends them. Yeah, it's not going to work. And in fact, you know what? Just keep doing it. That's fine. Just keep. Let's let the people on the left completely destroy themselves as I, as I think they will. I think that they are actually self-imploding right now. They're showing just how insane they actually are. And that was the New York Yankees with dumb bleep number one. Let's go on the dumb bleep number two. We'll talk about billionaires here for a minute. So Elon Musk put out a poll. Okay. And he said, who do you trust less? Real question. The options were either politicians or billionaires. Who do you trust less? Now, his followers and the other people that was retweeted a lot, quite a bit. And uh, let's see, 75.9% of the people so far have said that they trust politicians less than they trust billionaires. Now, that's not dumb. The, the dumb part about this are some of the responses that I saw in relation to this. So in number two, we're just going to call it billionaires is what we're going to call it. Nina Turner, one of our favorites, one of our newcomer favorites here on Dumb Bleep of the Week, she said the fact that billionaires exist is morally wrong. The fact that billionaires exist is morally wrong. What does it mean to be a billionaire, really? In a free market, if we were in a free market, hopefully in a market economy where you're not just benefiting from all the money that was taken from other people and given to specific groups of people, which is more so the world that Nina Turner would want to live in. Uh, but in the free market, that would mean that you created more value for the other people in society than the amount of money that you're worth, or you wouldn't be able to be worth the money. Now, sometimes there's outliers there where, so what'll happen is you start a company and then people look at what the company says they're going to do. And the people who give all the ratings in the stock market, or maybe they're, they're going out looking for funding, they're raising funding, and they decide to put a valuation on the company of $10 billion. And they could have that. And the person who owns half of the company could be a billionaire automatically. And they might have never created anything. The company might end up not doing anything. So that is a possibility. But if you look through the list of 700 billionaires, that's not something that you're going to find. It is, in fact, the case that Tesla and SpaceX and all that, they are providing quite a bit of value in society. So what you're saying is the fact that a person can be so successful and so productive that people deem what they created to be worth more than billions of dollars or that they traded freely their money over to that person. 
And that ended up equaling more than a billion dollars. The fact that they were able to do that, to provide that value to other people in society, that is morally wrong right there. Continuing on dumb bleep number two with the billionaires, we have a rando. We got two randos in this group today. We normally try to hold them out. But this one said on Twitter, this was connected to the Elon Musk thing. What's wrong with billionaires? Number one, they damage the economy. If it weren't for those darn billionaires, our economy would just be blossoming beautifully right now. Number two, billionaires destroy jobs. That's what they do. Billionaires, what they do is they come out there and they remove jobs from the market. Number three, billionaire. Now, when you create a company that's better than another company, then it might be the case that the people at the other company that's losing out, well, they could lose their jobs, but you more than likely created more jobs in the process, but we don't want to talk about that. Number three, they damage communities. These communities, they'd be doing a great job if it weren't for people who had created a bunch of value in society. They damage nature. That's for sure. Uh, they, they damage democracy. That's one of our main issues. Billionaires damaging democracy. Now, this person probably means a specific set of billionaires. Like Elon Musk, he damages democracy. But other billionaires, like Bill Gates, or some of those others you can think of, they don't, they don't damage democracy. Billionaires buy politicians. That's true. Is that something that's wrong with billionaires? If I was a billionaire, I'd buy, I'd buy myself multiple politicians. I would. Billionaires manipulate the stock market. Why does this person care about the stock market? It's just a bunch of billionaires. They manipulate the stock market. They're super worried about that. Come on, man. That don't make no sense. Let's go on. I think that's all for Dumb Leap number two, but we're going to continue with some economic stuff here for a minute. And I think we're going to be able to breeze through some of these today, even though there are 14 of them that are in here. Number three. So moving on from number two, which is billionaires. But we're going to stay on Elon Musk here for a minute because Robert Reich the third, is out here. You know, earlier, end of last week, I think Elon Musk announced that he was no longer a Democrat. He was going to be voting Republican. Now, I criticize that. I, I think you just vote for whoever has the best ideas and not care about what the party is and not just vote for the party. <clears throat> but Robert Reich says, if Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos want to join the Republican Party, did Jeff Bezos say he was joining the Republican Party? Good riddance. The Democratic Party should be the party of the working class and poor, not petulant billionaires. Robert Reich said the Democratic Party should be the party of the working class and the poor and the millionaires like Robert Reich and Bernie Sanders and all these other people that also want to be members of the Democratic Party. Notice that they've all switched the same billionaires. Once people like Bernie and Robert and, and all these others moved up into the millionaire status, millionaires, well, they, they really aren't that bad anymore. Robert Reich wants to make sure that billionaires, they, they don't need to be a member of the Democratic Party. That is for poor people and the working class and Robert Reich so he can tell them what to do. That's very important. All right. This guy is one of the most frustrating people that I've ever encountered because he portrays himself as someone who knows everything about economics that there is to know for sure. He, he acts like he's got a little bit of a higher stature in the field than what he actually does. Now, he's had some really good jobs for sure. Don't get me wrong. But apparently, he might be worth $4 million. But he's, uh, he, he can't afford a mirror. I'll just say it that way. Can't actually. He's so oblivious. He has no clue what he's even saying. And that is what, in fact, most of the responses were. It's ridiculous. Number three that is Robert Reich. Number four, let's stay on these millionaires and billionaires here for a minute. We got a video as Davos was going on, as all these rich people were deciding how they're going to decide the future of the world for us and create. You know, you guys remember this conspiracy theory of the one world government? And so what people used to say, oh, they're going to create a one world government. It's going to be bad. That's just kind of a normal, just kind of a normal thing now. We just want them to run everything, you know, uh, I I'm not jumping on whatever that, whatever else is associated with that. 
It's not me, okay? I didn't do it. But let's watch this video of all these people that they, what they want is they just, they really want more taxes. They tax me, sir. Please, please tax me. I need to be taxed harder right now. So let's see what they had to say. As an organization, we're lobbying for increased taxes on the rich and to change the tax. Hold on, just before we go any further, that there was just a sign right there that someone was holding that said, in tax, we trust. Hold on. In tax, we trust. Now, first off, that's dumb. But then you also have to realize the implications of the fact that there is a saying that is, in fact, a, a pretty common. It says, in God, we trust. They've literally removed the word God and replaced it with the word tax. And we talk about how people look at government as their God, as the one that is going to fix everything. That's the, that is the entity to look to for all of your needs in your life, who's going to stop all the bad things and only have good things. Not even hiding it anymore. In tax, we trust. Screw that God person. That's what they're saying, not me. Screw that God person. What we really need in our life are taxes. That's what's going to fix everything. As an organization, we're lobbying for increased taxes on the rich and to change the tax burden away from the poor to the rich. And so we're lobbying the people here in Davos today. We've written to the delegates asking them to support our call for a different tax system. And we're here with some 99% people as well. So we've got the 1%, the millionaires and the 99%. And we're here with a common agenda. And actually this united front saying we need less inequality. We need better tax systems. We need fairer tax systems all around. And at the moment we have this crazy situation where in many countries ta um, tax on, on wealth is taxed at a lower rate than tax on working people. And that's just, it's unfair, it's unjust. And we need to change that. I got a pretty simple answer. It's the answer that we have for this stuff all the time. Send the government some money. They'll take your money. They will allow you to take it. Now, I don't know uh, over there what exact, where exactly they would send it, but let me just, I'm going to pull this up real quick because when you're a millionaire or a billionaire, you don't have time to Google things or to DuckDuckGo things. And so that's, that is a problem. I do understand that. And it's hard to find people to do that for you. Um, so this, if there's any millionaires or billionaires paying attention right now, <clears throat> let me zoom in just a little bit. I found it for you and I'm not even going to charge. I'm not even going to charge a single thing. Here's the address, the Department of the Treasury. It's 1300 Pennsylvania Avenue, Northwest, Washington, D.C. And uh, it, if you're worried about inequality, if you're worried about the fact that the government's not taxing enough of your money, then just send them your money. And then you won't have it anymore. The person who's supposed to have it, the person who can really take care of that money, the government, well, they'll have it. And then they are going to distribute it in the best way possible, in the most efficient manner possible. If you want to take care of the inequality, if that person wants to do it, donate your money to someone. Give it to a charity. Give it away. No one's forcing you to keep your money. Now, people force you to give over your money. No one's forcing you to keep it. You can give it all away right now. This is just virtue signaling as usual, more political posturing, just, just showing like, oh, I really care about this. And if the government would only do something about this, then we would pay. We would pay fairly and there wouldn't be as much inequality, but we just can't get this gold-earned government to take our money from us. It's not our fault. I know I'm still holding on to all this money and I'm not going to give it to you, but we just can't get the government to do it. You know, it's not my fault. It's theirs. It's theirs. That's number four, patriotic millionaires. <clears throat> okay. This just happened in the UK and it's likely it's at least being pushed for in the United States. And so we're going to see how it goes in the UK. And they're doing it similar to what we would do here. They are hitting the oil and gas companies with a $6 billion windfall tax. $6 billion windfall tax on their windfall gains in 2021. 
the extra money that they're making right now because gas prices went up, all of that stuff, they're going to hit them with that tax. I got an article here from CNN that goes along with this. UK government, let's see, five billion pounds <clears throat> or a $6.3 billion tax on the windfall profits of its oil and gas companies bowing to pressure from campaigners to raise money to help millions of people struggling with the worst cost of living crisis in decades. We'll talk about all the, what would actually come from all of this. The finance minister, Sunak, unveiled the 25% tax on the profits of energy producers such as BP and Shell on Thursday. The levy will be phased out once oil and gas prices fall back to more normal levels. Quote, he said the oil and gas sector is making extraordinary profits, not as the result of recent changes, risk-taking, or innovation, or efficiency, but as the result of surging global commodity prices, Sunak said in a speech to Parliament. It's just because the price of the thing that they sell has been deemed more valuable because the supply of it went down a bunch. That's not one of the reasons that prices go up on things. The tax will help fund a new package of benefits worth about 15 billion pounds or $19 billion. Sunak said the government would make one-off direct payments to millions of the country's most vulnerable households. Around 8 million low-income households will receive 650 pounds in two installments later this year, while a further 8 million will receive 300. Companies including, now here's an important part, companies including BP and Shell, raked in a combined $32 billion in profit last year on the back of soaring global oil and natural gas prices. They raked in $32 billion in profits last year. I know what you're thinking, man, that's too much. That's just too much. It's more than in 2019, and we just can't have that. People want to pay more for what they got. We can't have them making extra profits. Another question you might ask is how much did they make in 2020? Now, what were their profits then? Uh, they made a combined negative $42 billion in 2020. Those two companies that they just mentioned how they made $32 billion in 2021. Those two combined together lost $42 billion in 2020. Anyone see the problem with this? Now, they might go back to a normal profit, and then they could, they might try to make back some of the money that they lost in 2020. And wouldn't that be terrible? When you lose a bunch of money like that, you're expected just to lose all that money. That's fine. That's totally fine. We want to shut down the economies, make it to where people aren't going to use your product anymore. The prices go way down. No, I'm sorry. Nothing we can do about that. There's nothing we can do. But when you make a bunch of money, and even less than what you lost the previous year, we're going to take a portion of that for sure. Rocketing energy bills, a fuel price rises across the economy. In April, UK consumer price inflation hit 9%, the highest level in 40 years. And as wages have failed to keep pace with the rising food and fuel costs, living standards have fallen back to their lowest levels since the 1950s, according to the UK's Office for Budget Responsibility. Living standards falling back to their lowest levels since the 1950s. I didn't realize it was that bad there. They took all their phones. Uh, they all lost their any kind of GPS systems. Their electronics and their cars are all gone. Uh, they even got they got way more dangerous, uh, for sure. Uh, they, some of them barely even have microwaves, from what I can tell. Uh, so that is pretty bad. They're in a pretty bad situation there in the UK. Here's the problem. What's the incentive for the oil companies when you take all this profit from them? Are they going to raise or lower their prices? Raise or lower? What do you think? Why would they lower them when you take away their profits? Their incentive is simply to raise their prices more. And this money that they are talking about giving to people to help offset, they're going to take the money from the oil companies via their profits. They're going to give money to people the money that they're giving the people is not even going to offset the cost of the tax that they're going to be raising, the prices that will go up as a result. It's a completely ridiculous idea, and that's just dumb leap number five. And we still got nine left, so let's go. I think we got a video coming up. Speaking of high gas prices, 
We got Biden over here accidentally saying the quiet part out loud, of course, about our incredible transition. It's awesome. I love it. This is a great transition. Let's see what he had to mumble about this. Here's the situation. When it comes to the gas prices, uh, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that God willing, when it's over, will be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. You see what Europe is doing relative to the importation of Russian gas. You see what, anyway, I won't go through it all, but, uh, and what I've been able to do to keep it from getting even worse, and it's bad. The price of gas at the pump is something that I told you, heard me say before, would be a matter of great discussion at my kitchen table when I was a kid growing up. It's affecting a lot of families. But the, we uh, have released over 200, and I think 57,000 uh, million barrels of oil, I should say, us and the rest of the world, we're convinced they're getting involved. It's helped, but it's not been enough. Okay, that's enough of that. We don't want to do that for too long. Okay. Incredible transition. Now, I know I know what he means by that. What he means is we have to do this. It's completely out of our control. We're going to have to switch into these clean energy fuels. We just got to do it. There's nothing we can do about it whatsoever. I'm sorry. This is really tough on everyone. I know this is tough. I know that you're hurting. And it's incredibly bad. That's what he meant. It's, it's an incredibly bad transition for people to go through, I'm sure. But what he actually means is something that we've been talking about for a while. The, the, there's the goal to push us over the clean energy. Okay, now if we had an efficient, clean energy that was like net zero on the environment, didn't do anything bad, it was cheaper than fossil fuels, all that, I'm totally in favor of it. Totally in favor. That's great. But we're not going to get there by doing this. And he knows that this transition is forced right now. And he's okay with the transition being forced right now. He's okay with the gas prices being what they are because that is the incentive for them to offer the solution. The solution is not to drill for more oil to increase the supply of oil, the long-term supply of oil. By the way, they're, the people pricing in the market are going to have small reactions to short-term increases in the supply. They would have major reactions if we said, hey, we're actually just not going to bother these oil companies for like the next 40 years. Okay. They can drill as much as they want. They can bring as much supply as they want. Then you get a real market reaction to that. But when they're like, oh, you know, we're going to help for the next couple of weeks. No, that's not going to change the price because people know they're, they're, they're pricing out a few months in advance when, when these prices are happening. So this transition is forced. They want the transition. That way we don't have to worry about these supply problems anymore, right? We're not going to have any issues anymore because um, we get all of the materials, the minerals, all of that for the solar panels and the the wind farms uh, from Oklahoma or something. I don't know where we get it. We get them from Texas. No, we still get those from overseas too. Okay. We're still going to be susceptible to what other countries are doing. This is going to be more expensive. We don't even have a plan for how we're going to supply all the energy that we use. Literally no plan for it right now to charge everyone's cars. We don't have the energy to do it. It's a, it's an incredibly terrible transition that Biden is talking about. That's dumb bleep number six. Number seven, AOC, let's switch over to abortion here for a minute <clears throat> before we get into the shooting stuff, which we've talked about a lot over the last couple of days. So AOC is out there and she's upset. Let me bring in the actual video here. That's just the screenshot. I'll just let her tell you why she's upset. For people who say, oh, but you're, you know, you're, you're harming a life. I believe this is life. Well, some religions don't. So how about that? Our Jewish brothers and, and sisters, they are able to have an abortion according to their faith. You know, there are so many faiths that do not have the same definition of life as fundamentalist Christians. And so we, how, what about their rights? What about their right to exercise their faith? It's ridiculous. And it is, it's, it is theocratic. It's authoritarian. It is wrong. 
Sweet. That's awesome. Okay, so she makes a lot of really dumb points in there for dumb bleep number seven. These are fundamentalist Christians that are imposing their views. Fundamentalists. Other religions, they don't have the same definition of life. And what about their religious rights? This is a pretty good, this would make a pretty good long-form conversation, actually. But your religious rights would still have to conform to, say, the Constitution or their laws that say you can't kill someone. So when you're arguing with someone over life and over whether or not it's okay to kill a person, you can't say, well, in my religion, it's okay to kill someone. That's totally fine. You can kill people all the time. That's my religion. Okay, well, that's your religion. We believe in religious rights. That's fine. We totally believe in religious rights. So these people that are of this religion, they can kill people. Where does she draw the line on this? She's going to draw the line at abortion because if your religion said that, I don't know, you can't steal from people. So I kind of feel like taxation's out, you know, stealing from people, that's bad. So you can't steal from people. uh, What about all the other stuff that the government does? Uh, We don't want to fight wars with people. Maybe she'd be okay with that. Maybe she'd be totally fine. But you see where she's going to draw the line? She's going to draw the line with abortion. There are religions that are totally fine with it. So that's cool. That's not going to work with people who think that abortion is murder. It's just not. And you can't argue that because religion is okay with this, that that makes it morally okay or that that makes it something that the government has to allow. It's a ridiculous idea. And say that these are just fundamentalist Christians This definition of life, these fundamentalist Christians, these crazy people out there, man, we can't have them. It's authoritarian. That's what it is. These people out there that are saying they're trying to protect life and they're religious, they are authoritarians. And in fact, anytime the government tries to protect life, that is an authoritarian government if I ever saw one for sure. Okay, that's AOC with dumb belief number seven. Dumb bleep number seven right there. Number eight, we got to throw it in as dumb bleep. I don't think we actually talked about this much earlier in the week. This is Beto. So now we're getting in the school shooting thing. Number eight, this is Beto going into the press conference with Abbott there, parents there, and pulling what I think is, well, I've seen a lot of disgusting things uh, when it comes to politics. Of course, I don't know if this is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen because a lot of people do a lot of really terrible things when it comes to politics, for sure. But to take this moment and to decide that you're going to turn it into a show, I mean, we all know and realize like this is planned, this is part of his campaign, this is to try and get videos on Twitter and on TikTok and all that. Um, that that's what this is. Okay, if he really has issues with it, which he does, he can just post on Twitter about it or he can give a press conference, something like that. All he's trying to do is just a little bit of political show, a little bit of grandstanding. What's going on? Let me pull this video up real quick. We'll play that one. All right, Beto. I'm sure everyone's heard it before, but we'll play it real fast for everyone. You're doing nothing. No. You're offering us nothing. You said this was not predictable. This is totally predictable. When you choose, you're out of line. Sir, you're out of line. Please leave. Stop this from happening. Sir, you're out of line. Please leave. I can't believe you're out of line. A tragedy happened here. They need to make that. This is not the place to do that. Okay, so that makes Dumb Bleep of the Week. I think everyone understands why that is so dumb. It is, in fact, pretty dumb. That's Dumb Bleep of the Week number eight. We've done a lot of talking about this, and we're about to do a lot more talking about this. So I don't really have to explain this one much more. But the, I think this is actually going to be really bad for him. And I don't think he thought this one all the way through. Because his hardcore lefty following, which is basically the only following that he has, his hardcore lefty following, well, they'll, they'll like this. They think that's a good thing to do. But middle of the road Democrats, your Blue Dog Democrats, your JFK Democrats, and then all the Republicans, they're all going to think that this is disgusting. And people like this, they're really only pandering to their extreme 
leftist fundamentalist base. That's really all they're doing. And they're not thinking it all the way through, which is why they have such a hard time winning elections, especially in Texas. This is a this is a bad move for him politically. He did not think it all the way through. Number nine, the president, former Barack Obama. As we grieve, this is on May 25th. This right here is on May 25th. As we grieve the children of Uvalde today, we should take time to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of George Floyd. <clears throat> Sorry about my, <clears throat> my throat here today. It's getting pretty bad. We should take time to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of George Floyd. Under the knee of a police officer, his killing stays with us all to this day, especially those who loved him. I know that the news is dominated right now by stories of these 19 little children that were gunned down by a crazy person. The teachers, of course, as well. I know that the news, that this is going to be the dominant news cycle today. But we all have to make sure that we remember George Floyd, who died two years ago today. You have to. This is important. This is very, very important. It's one of... Uh, the it's one of the worst tweets I've seen him throw out and like jokingly when I found out it was also the anniversary of the George Floyd thing jokingly I had this idea in my in my head I was like well hey you know let's take some time to remember George Floyd today I didn't think that all the way to the level of Barack Obama that that idea would happen and he would actually think it was a good idea and then he would connect several other tweets to it as well and still think it was a good idea and leave it up there. Terrible, terrible idea. We just had almost 20 kids killed by a crazy person. All right. George Floyd, for his family, for a lot of people, I don't like it when people die. Okay, that's sad. It was two years ago. We don't need to make sure that people remember Black Lives Matter today. We don't. It's a disgusting tweet from Barack Obama for Dumb Leap, number nine. Number 10, going on with this idea right here, Stephen King. Hmm. He used to have some pretty good ideas. The cable news washing machine. This is Dumb Leap number 10, Stephen King. The cable news washing machine is asking what motivated Ramos to kill, Ramos to kill all those children, however you say it, the answer is simple. What motivated him? The answer is simple. He did it because he could. The guns were available. America needs to ban assault weapons in almost all cases. So when you ask yourself, why did this guy do it? Why did he do this? Hmm. Because, he, because guns were available. That's why he did it. And I posted a tweet on this saying, given this logic, if you took this simple answer right here, this is why he did it, because guns are available. If that's the case, then we're going to have about 100 million mass shootings today. You know, like every person who has a gun. I imagine that we're all going to die today. Like if that's the reason, because he had the guns. That's why. Why did you do this? Because I had the guns. No, there's a reason why he did it mental health, whatever the problems are, you're not, and this is a perfect example of the refusal of people on the left to actually get down to the problem of why do people do this? They won't do it. They stop at because he had a gun. That's not a reason that you go out and kill people. I got guns. I don't go out and kill anyone. So how's that the reason? I've got the guns. Why don't I do it? Why don't you guys do it? So therefore, his reasoning is completely insane, makes no sense at all, and it's completely avoiding the question of why do people do this? Why do they do it? Because they got hate in their heart and they want to let it out. All right? Why do they have the hate in their heart? That's what we got to talk about. Okay? 
Sam saying, you break the speed limit because you've, because I have a barefoot gas pedal. That's why. Why do you speed? Because your car goes that fast, you know? That's why. I had some other ones in here that I'm not going to say during the show. But you guys get the idea. Every single thing that you could do something terrible with or you could break the law with, whatever it is, why do you do it? Because I could. That's the only reason. We don't need to go any further than that. That's real dumb. And number 10, Stephen King. Number 11, President Joseph R. Biden. He says, Congress needs to pass. Sorry, he doesn't talk like that. Congress needs to pass universal background checks and uh, ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. If confirmed, Steve Diddle back and the head of the ATF. It's time to turn pain into action. You can taste it. That's actually what he said. So he said, Congress needs to pass universal background checks, ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, and confirm Steve Dettelbach as head of the ATF. It's time to turn this pain into action. Finally, finally. Background checks, that would have taken care of it. Banning assault weapons. Now, even in the assault weapons ban, like that was banning the sale of new assault weapons, you know, the transfer of assault weapons. So there's still a lot out there. People on the left have to realize that that, that's it's not going to happen. Okay. They can ban them. I'm not saying that's not going to happen. And I think there's a decent chance that they will. That's not going to have the desired effect because there's already over 20 million of them out there. And there's a lot of ways to make one. And there's probably way more than 20 million because you can't see ghosts. So how do you even know that the number is actually 20 million? It's probably something like 40 million that are out there. It's not going to do anything, but they want to turn this pain into votes. Action. Sorry, they want to turn the pain into action. Turn the pain into action. Number 11. Oh, good. We got Whoopi Goldberg here talking about some of the same stuff. I wanted to make sure we have Whoopi Goldberg on here today. And luckily, we did. Almost did the thing that she said about the uh, communion being denied to Nancy Pelosi and the Archbishop not having the like, he can't do that. That's not his job. You know, it's kind of actually is his job, but decided we would go with this idea instead today. If I see another Republican senator talk about their heart being broken, I'm going to go punch somebody. And thoughts and I, prayers. I can't take it in their thoughts and prayers. Yeah. If your thoughts and prayers were really with everybody, you'd have done something by now. It's not like anybody's not trying to make this happen. What the hell is going on? I want them to stop gaslighting me also. Stop saying it's not, it's not guns that kill people, it's people that kill people. It's guns that kill people, okay? Stop saying the opposite. Stop saying that mental illness is behind this. There's mental illness in every country in the world and they don't have this problem. So stop gaslighting me on that one. And stop saying that you can have a good guy stop a bad guy with a gun. We have seen in both of these shootings in the past three weeks that a good guy tried and could not do and it. Was so stop gaslighting us. I, I want to thank Governor Abbott. Just real quick on that. We're not done with this one yet. It keeps going. I was just going to say there's a couple things. Stop saying that it's guns that kill people. It's not gun. It's not guns. Or Sorry, stop saying it's people that kill people. It's not people. It's guns that kill people. If that's the case, I mean, I'm going to have to get rid. I'm going to have to call my wife actually real quick and warn her uh, that gun sitting there on the nightstand. It sure is dangerous. Look at it. Now, I've had these guns. My brother's in the group. He may also have a couple of them. They have yet to... Now, so the question that we have to get to is why do guns hate people so much? And that's the question that we really haven't asked so far. What is it about human beings that has led these guns to do these things? Why are they choosing? Are they just super pro-choice, these guns? What? Maybe they have a different definition of life. Maybe it's their religion. I'm not really sure what it is. They could have a religion where it doesn't really matter. But we need to start getting answers from these guns that are making these, these terrible, uh, terrible, terrible decisions. And also, I mean, it, it's bad. You know, they can't procreate them so they can't create new guns like they need us and we need to let them know that they that they need us if they want to have more 
of their species. They're hateful, awful, terrible species. Okay. Then they also go out there and say, well, stop saying that a good guy with a gun is going to stop the guy. That a good guy tried and he couldn't do it. First off, more details have came out. The security at the school actually did not engage. They did not engage the shooter. Uh, he went in through an unlocked back door. They, they didn't engage the shooter. Someone did try in Buffalo, okay? And uh, he was killed trying to do that. And um, this, both of those were still stopped by a good guy with a gun, okay? They, they still were. Now, we got major issues with yesterday. And, of course, I'm taking a lot of, taking a lot of heat on Facebook which we specifically marketed our Facebook to Republicans. Um, I'm taking a lot of heat on Facebook for some of the stuff that we were saying yesterday about what the police and Uvalde were, were, uh, were doing for 40 minutes to an hour. Um, so you would hope that the good guys with a gun would, would do this sooner, is what I would say, instead of worried about the perimeter. And you know what? If everyone's got to storm the building, I realize I, one guy on there was saying, well, you're going to have more people that are injured and uh, you're going to have, you know, you need 21 or 30 or so uh, ambulances and people attending to these people. And then you're going to have parents that are injured. Not if you went in sooner. And guess what? If, if a couple more people have to go in and get injured to stop another 20 people from getting killed, they still made that decision, by the way. They still go in there and stop it so there's not 20 more people that are killed. If a couple more people decide that they want to be injured to stop another 20 from being injured, there's pretty simple math on that. And you should allow parents to try and protect their own children. Just saying. Anyway, that's not part of this one. Let's keep going on what they had to say, because that wasn't even the part yet. Because he signed 22 bills this year, making it easier for mass shooters to buy, carry, and own guns in his state. Let's apply his... Okay, I'm going to stop again. I'm going to have to stop again. He signed 22 bills. None of those affected um, this, uh, this shooter. And, uh, but he signed 22 bills, making it easier for mass shooters to get their guns. That's what it was. It was part of the bills, actually. It said it in there. Just what a bunch of ridiculous. And they're the ones talking about, I'm sick of people. I don't want people to stop gaslighting me. His abortion laws to guns by deputizing citizens to sue anyone involved in gun violence. Wait, I thought that was a bad idea. So you sold an AR-15 at the gun show? See you in court. Does your neighbor have too big an arsenal? Call the cops. Actually, let's invoke some... What's too big of an arsenal mean? What is it? How do you define that? That sounds fairly subjective. Supreme Court logic, too. Alito says abortion's not in the Constitution. Well, neither are AR-15s. So I guess the Constitution <laughs> doesn't cover them either. Life is so sacred. <laughs> The Constitution doesn't mention any guns specifically by name. It says you got the right to bear arms. It doesn't mention any. We can go back to a strict reading of the text from the Constitution and apply that to everything else she cares about. Oh, man, I forgot how terrible this was. Then stop using guns to abort young lives. And stop, stop voting using for, guns. And, and stop to, voting for Republicans. <laughs> No, don't stop voting for Republicans. Yes. But get better Republicans in there. No, not Get right people now. who are going to look and say, okay, uh, we don't have to have AR-15s. Well, I want to keep my shotgun because I still hunt. Okay, you can have your gun, but you can't have your AR-15. If you're going to get all in my business and tell me what my family can and cannot do, neither can you. They're going to come for those AR-15s, and you better get ready to give them up, because this is America. <laughs> okay. They're going to come for your guns. They're going to get your AR-15s. They're not going to confiscate them. I mean, using some red flag laws, they're going to try to get some people for sure. And why would people be opposed to that? I mean, it's just going to be common sense gun confiscation. It's not as if people on the left have been wanting to put parents on domestic terrorism lists because they oppose what was being taught at their schools. You know, that's not it at all. Um, and we're going to get, you can have your other guns, but you can't have the AR-15s. Give me a minute here. 
give me just a minute. I'm going to look at yesterday's notes because I had this chart pulled up. Let me just pull this up. Here are the uh, the the shootings. Let's see. We had total homicides, 150,000. This is a 10-year period, 2007 to 2017. 150,000. Gun homicides were 103,000. Your, your mass shootings with your AR-15s, that's 253 out of those. 253 out of the 150,000 total homicides. And that's the one that everyone's freaking out about. That's the one. This is just, this is just like normal. This is all just like everything else. There's a problem, something bad is going on. You know what the answer is? The government's got to do something. They got to fix this problem. They never met a problem that the government didn't need to solve at all. And by the way, it's not the solution to the problem in the first place. It's not actually going to do anything. And let's ignore what some of the other actual solutions might be in an effort to just get people really upset and get people's votes. That's really all it is. So that's dumb bleep number 12. Got a lot here. Got a lot. Number 13, this one's especially, you guys thought it couldn't get any dumber than The View for number 12. It was Whoopi Goldberg, and I realized Joy Behar really had a, a heavy hand in that one as well, so it's just going to be called The View. Um, number 13. This is a rando on Twitter, and thanks to the people from the private group, by the way, that sent over some of these that we're using today. This is one of them. Someone on Twitter calling out one of the fathers of the victims in the shooting at Uvalde. Yeah, I'm not going to say the name. The father of one of the victims from the Texas shooting was pro-gun and literally championing Kyle Rittenhouse on Facebook. And it's a bunch of pictures from his page. One of them is him holding up a picture of his daughter that died. And the other ones are posts from his page in favor of guns and in favor of Kyle Rittenhouse. I can't imagine actually doing this and thinking that it's okay. And of course, a lot of people gave him a lot of crap for it. So we had to defend it. He said, y'all want me to feel bad for sharing posts of someone who lost their child to the same violence they were openly advocating for? I'll read that again. You want me to feel bad for sharing posts of someone who lost their child to the same violence they were openly advocating for? Yes, um, what Kyle Rittenhouse did, same thing as what this shooter in Texas did. Yeah. Completely flawless logic right there. And that is how some people look at what Kyle Rittenhouse did. This guy probably still thinks that Kyle Rittenhouse uh, killed a couple killed a couple black people. Probably doesn't even know uh, whether or not. It's a completely disgusting thing to do. Uh, saying that you favor what Kyle Rittenhouse did, going out there to... He was there to actually give medical aid to people and actually gave medical aid to people that were protesters and rioters that were there and uh, trying to defend the business from being looted and burned like a lot of other places were. Questionable whether or not that was the best decision in the world to do. We can debate that. We can have that conversation. But when he gets attacked and then he ends up defending himself and he's found innocent in a court of law, and then you say that the father of this child was advocating for the same violence that just killed his child. That's the same thing, right? Someone going and indiscriminately killing a bunch of little kids at the school. It's basically the same thing as Kyle Rittenhouse. For sure. Ugh. Disgusting. This, this week off couldn't come any sooner. Tell you what. Okay, and now just a lighthearted one. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna end with a lighthearted one real quick because that's a lot. But I just had to talk about this. Someone on Twitter posted saying this better be on Dumb Bleep. It was actually on the list for last week to be on Dumb Bleep, and I did want to talk about it just really fast, just really fast because it is ridiculous. It is for sure ridiculous, and I wanted to not end talking about this shooting again. I don't know if you guys saw this. There's this court case in New York about this elephant 
that's in the zoo. <clears throat> and basically, the argument is that the elephant has rights as a person against false imprisonment and all of that, basically. And so this is an article from AP News saying, Happy, the elephant's name is Happy. Happy is an Asian elephant, but is she also a person? Let me think. No. She's an elephant. It's in the title of the article. She's not also a person. She's an elephant. Now, when we get into the animal rights stuff, um, I want everyone to know that uh, I, I'm very kind to animals. I love, I love animals. Um, I don't kill any animals. I don't even kill bugs in the house. I've even softened on wasps. Before, I would just always kill them. Now I've got one with a nest that's like right above my front door, and I was going to take care of them the other day. Um, and, and I just didn't, I was like, you know what? They're not bothering me. They're just living their best life, making their nest, trying to have their babies. I'm just going to let them do their thing and they'll, they'll get busy and they'll, they'll tuck in there and, and everything will be fine. The other night it was storming. They were all hiding on the nest right there. Kind of felt bad for them. <laughs> okay. So listen, I'm not someone who thinks it's all right to go hurt a bunch of animals, but this is ridiculous. This elephant is not a person. It's an elephant. I know the words don't have meaning anymore. And I, I, frankly, I'm offended by all the vowels that are in the word, to tell you the truth. She has four limbs. This is the article from AP News. She has four limbs, expressive eyes, and likes to stroll through greenery in New York City. Happy, by species, is an Asian elephant. But can she also be considered a person? They wouldn't even have this article about a, about a fetus, by the way, about a baby in the womb. They wouldn't even have this conversation. That question was before New York's highest court Wednesday in a closely watched case over whether a basic human right can be extended to an animal. The advocates at the non-human rights project say, yes, Happy is an autonomous, cognitively complex elephant, elephant worthy of the right reserved in law for a person. I just want to, all I care about is whether or not the elephant's going to be on welfare and is going to be taking any of my tax money without my permission, anything like that. And of course, whether or not this elephant is going to have the right to get an AR-15, because if that's the case, then no, absolutely not. We can't have that. The Bronx Zoo, where Happy resides, says no. Through the attorney, the zoo argues Happy is neither illegally imprisoned, nor a person, neither one of those things, but a well-cared-for elephant, respected as a magnificent creature she is. Happy has lived at the Bronx Zoo for 45 years. The State Court of Appeals heard arguments over whether she should be released through a habeas corpus proceeding, which is a way for people to challenge illegal confinement. <laughs> habeas corpus. We've got, we've got millions of people, people, persons held in prison cells right now hey this group can do whatever they want that's fine if the courts want to hear it that's fine the group said in 2005 happy became the first element to pass a self-awareness indicator test repeatedly touching a white x on her forehead as she looked into a large mirror that is the self-awareness indicator test repeatedly touching a white x on her forehead as she looked into a large mirror that test sounds fine to me. I just want to know if Joe Biden can pass it. Can we decide whether or not Joe Biden can pass that test before he runs for re-election? <laughs> the zoo and its supporters warned that a win for advocates at the Non-Human Rights Project could open the door to more legal actions on behalf of animals, including pets and other species in zoos. And I don't like zoos, really. I, I, I really don't. I will go to them because I think it's cool to see the animals, but I have kind of a bad feeling about it. Well, I went to PetSmart with my wife last night and I won't, I actually won't look at the hamsters and even the fish and stuff like that. I'm weird when it comes to this. I feel so terribly bad for all of the animals that are, that are in the little cages there that I, that I won't, I won't even look at them because I want to take all of them home. So I'm not someone that just has no emotions on this whatsoever or anything. Listen, I don't have to go through this whole thing. I'm going to go through the whole article. Um, our courts created by us, individuals, 
We need to make sure that people aren't hurting people and taking their stuff, that their rights aren't being violated. And I can't figure out where the right extends to animals. And maybe if they want to have their own elephant courts and stuff like that, they can do that. But whoo, this is a pretty crazy one. And that's number 14. I just wanted to end with a pretty fun one right there. And so there were 14 different dumb bleeps. Let me change the permissions on this thing. Sync permissions. I believe everyone that is watching right now should have permissions to a channel inside of this category that says D-B-O-T-W. Can you all see that channel? You're on a live podcast chat right now. D-B-O-T-W. Is it showing up? Let me know if it's showing up. It should be because I just made it available to everyone. Get your votes in. On that channel, they are all listed out. I did this beforehand because I knew I was by myself and it was going to be tough. And we had a lot of them. So get your votes in. In that channel, the color neutral thumbs up emoji. That is the one that you need to go with right there. While you're getting those votes in, in that DBOTW channel, go do it. I'm going to tell you to make sure you go to joingml.com so you can vote with these fine people inside of this group every Friday, except for next Friday, because I'm taking the week off. And I do think it's important to take a week off every now and then. And I think the following Monday is going to be very interesting because it will be my first day looking at the news in a week. And as we know, a lot of stuff can go down. During the week, everyone go get those votes in. I know it's a new channel and all, but you got to go do it. You just have to. It's a rule. Costco says going for a three-peat. Got two in a row. Go get those votes in. And also, if you're interested, coming up soon, I'm going to have an all-encompassing class on everything you need to know about trading. That's right. It's going to be at least 50 videos. I don't know how many. I'm, I'm going to record the rest of it next week. I've already done quite a bit of it. And you'll be able to go to the website, mastermytrades.com, and get access to all of those. It's just going to be a single payment, so you can get all of those things. We also have a live group where we go live every single morning at 8 a.m. Central Time, do the pre-market analysis before the market actually opens. We get a few strategies that we use on a daily basis, watching some of these crazy stonks as they move up and down, mostly down this year. But we are at a pretty good buying point. And I just want to say, outside of the class, outside of whether or not you're ever going to do that. If you look, if you think about investing towards the future, if you're going to think about putting money into the market, we are at a good point at putting money into the market. That does not mean that it's not going to go any lower. It could, in fact, go lower. And I have been telling people in the group that I do think we will have another leg down before we officially hit the bottom. But there are a lot of stonks out there that have been really destroyed this year. And one of my things throughout all of these market downturns in 2020 and then 2008 and even 2018 was even a bad year for the market. I've always looked back and thought, man, I wish I put as much money as I could afford to put in to these stocks because they always just end up going back up. You can just get into the NASDAQ or the, or the S&P through using the, uh, the ETFs like QQQ or SPY. You can get in those Uh, They always end up going back up. They always have. And I think they always will. This one might just take some time. And if you're investing for the future, then it's a good thing to take that time to do that. And uh, don't put in more than you can risk. But if you don't, you're going to end up regretting it a few years later. Just saying. You're going to end up regretting it. Could have made a ton of money from the 2020 crash with COVID. We called the bottom of the market within a few hundred points on the podcast from there, and the game was ridiculous from that point. If it doesn't end up going back up, as I always tell everyone, then you've got bigger problems because it would be the first time that it didn't go back up. Great Depression went back up, went back up in the 70s, went back up in the 87 flash crash.com, went back up. Housing market went back up. 2020, COVID went back up. All of them did. We, we know that. If this one doesn't, then you've got bigger problems than losing whatever money you put in there, okay? So there you go. What do we got? As far as the winners, we need a tiebreaker. Right now it's between Obama and The View. And some people, they can get all their votes in. Go to that channel, DBOTW. DBOTW, someone pull a vote and bring it over to one of these. I'm going to give it 10 seconds. 10 seconds, I'm watching the clock. 
Five seconds. Okay, seriously, we tied again. We got more votes in there. Someone's got to pull a vote. Or I'm going to tie break it. Don't make me do it. Okay. All right, now we're running away with it. Barack Obama with his, I know all these little kids just died, but make sure you remember George Floyd. Don't you forget that two years ago, George Floyd died. We got to make sure we keep Black Lives Matter alive. He didn't say that part. That's That part's not in quotes. Okay, but that's essentially what he was saying. That is the winner of Dumb Bleep of the Week. It will move on to Dumb Bleep of the Year and our amazing bracket challenge we have at the end of the year. Thank you, everyone, for listening today, for hanging out with me, even though it was just me. I am gone next week, but we are going to have some good podcasts that are going to be uploading into our podcast feed. So you can hear some of the podcasts from our live members and some of the other great podcasts like uh, Expat Money and people like that that are going to be putting stuff in the podcast feed as well. So still come by and listen to those for sure. If you tell a friend, tell a family member, tell the children, tell your aunt and uncle that they need to follow this podcast, we'll be right back here next month, the, the following Monday. I don't even know what date that is. We'll be right back then. Until then, have a good week and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.